And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100% And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Hello to everyone. We are four days away from the heavyweight world championship with the UFC at 270. Coming to us all from Anaheim, California. Cannot wait for that main event fight. Francis Ngannou, the Predator, against the undefeated Cyril Gaon. That is going to be a fantastic fight. We're going to talk about that. There's a bunch of other things that we are going to discuss because this is the greatest MMA podcast out there, the Weighing In Podcast. And we have the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only punk, Josh Thompson. What's up, baby? I thought you were going to say podcast day. (laughs) (laughs) Thinking about it. (laughs) Oh, man. But hey, I'm glad I got a little bit of love today. Thank you very much. I feel a little bit better after the long weekend of laying in bed, man. My legs started sticking up last night. You got to just move, baby. Move. Uh, Yeah, I did. I went and played some indoor soccer last night. I finally loosened up, got a good night's sleep, woke up this morning feeling like a million bucks. Still a little congested, hocking up some shit. But (laughs) hey, once once all that stuff gets out, it'll be good to go. I'll be ready to go. You're okay to tell us. Don't show us. I know, yeah. It was coming out a little different colors earlier today. (laughs) But it's coming out. So excuse me if I get a little cough here and there. If you guys got to listen to me, go. (laughs) But, but hey, uh, we've got a lot to talk about. This is going to be fun. I'm excited for this uh, for this show. I'm excited for this weekend's fights. I mean, this heavyweight barmer should be Ooh. a barmer. There's a lot going on, John. The release of a video footage of training sessions. We're talking about practice. Come on, Alan Iverson. We ain't talking about practice. And then you've got Preston unhappy about the UFC and how Dana White's handling the situation. Potentially could be gone after this fight. Who's I mean, like that's so strange to me. You have the, basically the the baddest man on the face of the earth, or one of the baddest man on the face of the earth, and. You're basically going to let him walk because of whatever. I don't know. You got to figure all that out. We'll talk about that. But let's first hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel as well as on our Wayne in Extras channel, which is the link down below in our main channel. We want to thank you guys and all of our audio platforms. That's as amazing as well. Spotify is our main uh, channel that everyone seems to listen to us on as well as iTunes. So those two are the major ones. Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, all those also follow up. But want to thank you guys for listening to us. Our audio platforms have been growing. It's very awesome to see, and uh, that's what we've been trying to work on. Everyone's going back to work, and it's showing. So we're seeing a lot more listens in the car. We need to work. On the road. <laughs> yes, we, we have it. We, we are. Next week, we go back oh, to work next week. God. We're going to be on the road. Thank God. So I know. Finally, man. Finally. Whew. All right. Well, uh, let's get right into it. Let's go right into the main the main event. Let's go Francis Ngannou versus Cyril. <laughs> Cyril, is that Cyril or cereal? Because everyone's getting all Cyril. pissed off. I'm not pissed off. They're like, "Oh my god, he says cereal." Oh, who gives a crap, guys? <laughs> Cyril gone. Okay, he, he's not offended. All right, I'm sure people mispronounce his name all the time. I think Cyril you're saying gone. it more French than anybody else, there, Josh. Probably, probably. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so you got Francis Ngannou versus Cyril gone. So it's going to be um, one's going to have to stick and move, use his movement, stay outside the reach, and when Francis Ngannou overcommits. So make him pay. is gonna is gonna try to make him pay or make him get the take or cause a takedown. If he can get that takedown, like I've said this over and over, when we get into weighing in the odds, I'm gonna tell you guys, you guys gotta pay attention to the in-between round betting because that's where you guys are gonna make your money. Pay attention. Does Cyril Gon get the takedown early? Does he make Francis Ngano work from off of his back? John, I mean, do you think he's gonna be do you think he has the wrestling to do that? That's first. Do you think he has the wrestling to do that? Well, now I want to thank one of our biggest sponsors that have been with us from the beginning, mybookie.ag. 
And when you guys go to mybookie.ag, you guys can use that promo code Wayne in and the QR code that's right over there off to the side. And they're going to give you a little extra spending cash. And you guys can use that spending cash to take John and I's advice on some bets. What do you think, John? Do you think we give good advice? Yes or no? Good advice. How about great advice? Come it's on. always great advice. We've <laughs> had a lot of compliments on some of the advice we've given. And also, we want to make sure you guys love the fights. And so when we give you guys that advice, take and listen to everything that we say at mybookie.ag using that promo code Wayne in and listen to what we have to say because we break it down to the very minute details and tell you how to bet sometimes even in between rounds or in the over-unders. And we can break it down for you in the best ways to where you can potentially win money in so many different ways. So if you guys want to win some money, which we all want to win some money, go to mybookie.ag. Use that QR code right there. Use that promo code Wayne in. And we will win you some extra cash. Or we will at least push you in the right direction. Now, you've got to listen to us to win. Also, you can also gamble on all the other sports that are available. Right now, it's the NFL playoffs. My Chiefs, they play tomorrow night. You guys hopefully enjoy. And there's some other big events as well. So you can gamble on all of these other fights as well as all of these other sports that are available on mybookie.ag. Use that promo code Wayne in. No, I don't think he's, he doesn't have, if you look at his weakest area in the fight is his wrestling. Yeah. Now he's, he doesn't go about taking guys down with, you know, blast doubles from the outside or anything like that. Anyways, he's normally getting into a body lock situation and then using, you know, some leverage, some trips, some things that he's doing. He's blocking the leg. He's bringing them backside, all smart, all good. But if you're going to say, what is his weakest area in the fight? I'm going to say it's his wrestling. He's actually got a fairly good submission game. He can go after a variety of submissions. He's got good top pressure when he is on top of someone on the ground. He moves his hips well. Obviously, his stand-up is very good. He's elusive. He moves well. He's got good footwork. He's got good power in his hands. The The one area, if you're going to say, well, this is his weakest area, would be his wrestling. And it's the one area when you're fighting in Gano that you're going, that's the one I want to be strong because I want to take a guy like Ngano and take away what is his power, man. I, I, it's the one thing when you're fighting him. It's what, you know, when you watch Stipe the first time that he beat him, that's what he did. He took away his power by putting him on his back, took away, the, you know, the danger. He's an average fighter then, you know, and he's tough. He'll He'll go, but he doesn't have submissions. He's not going to hurt you from, you know, on his back. And so the one area, and this is where, if Cyril Gunn was a great wrestler, I said, this is Cyril Gunn's fight. He's not. And we've seen what Nagano can do with the power that he has. He's gotten better with his wrestling defense, which only makes it more interesting as far as the combination of this fight. That's why this is just a barn burner when you're looking at it. Everything that there was, the fact that they were training partners, the fact that there is some controversy with the ex-coach, which I don't give a shit about the coach anyways, but mm -hmm. there's controversy there. Okay, great. All those things, everything, the undefeated record of gone, which means nothing, but it's great, but you're only undefeated until you get into that one where now you're not. And then yeah. the power of Francis, the, the absolute beautiful movement and, you know, the agility of a guy as big as Cyril gone and what he does. This is a fun heavyweight matchup. This is an interesting fight, and I, I understand why it's garnering all this attention. 
Yeah, because there's so many different ways it can play out. But yes. that's heavyweights, though, John. Yeah, that's, that's not true. just this that's fight. True. That's just heavyweights. Because at any moment, either one of these guys can knock each other out. I would say, obviously, Francis has the power um, that to, to decapitate. To do that more. So, yeah, to do that more. <laughs> But I mean, Gone can do the same thing as well. Sure. He could clip Pretty him, he could guy. hit him with you know punches and bunches, and eventually get him out of there as well. There's ways to do it in heavyweights. You never know what's going to happen. That's what makes him so much fun to watch. Is it can all end in the blink of an eye. It could be a boring snooze fest all the way up until the last thirty seconds or ten seconds, and the fight could be over, as we saw with Derek Lewis and Volkov. Um, it could be one of those type of fights, where, where what makes it interesting to me is that. I want to know is Francis Ngannou going to come out and fight with emotion on his sleeve? Is he going to be, be is he going to be the somebody that says, you know what, I've got so much stress on me because of all the shit that I'm going through with the UFC, all the shit I've dealt with with Dana. Let that play in his mind. Is he going to go out there and carry that into the cage and affect his performance? That's what people need to be concerned about. If I'm someone who is betting on this fight, I'm really playing that in my mind. Going, is he mentally all there? Is he gonna is he gonna carry all that garbage and that luggage into in in the cage with him, and is is Gone gonna walk in going I got nothing to lose, I'm ten and oh sure I mean I can lose my O okay but that you know no one ever thought I'd be here this soon and this quick and this fast true you know and and to top off what Francis had said as well he's like look if you look at who he's fought sure he's ten and oh but he hasn't fought anybody of the caliber that I fought which is very true well not quite look he's fought some good fighters and he's fought some of the same fighters. That Francis has fought, you know, but if you're looking at overall quality, yes, I'll give that Francis has, has fought better quality overall. But it's mm-hmm. a, that's you can't say anything about Cyril God has fought everyone that they put in front of him. There you go. Yeah, the, but when you're talking about in comparison, to like the levels of competition as well as the in, inside the cage inexperience, France got that higher level of competition as well as the more uh i wouldn't say more rounds because i don't think that i don't know if that might even be true <laughs> do i look i looked that up there's not a whole <laughs> not lot you looked up the average right yeah, the, the average is what two two out two and a half minutes out well out of his he's got 11 uh fights that have not gone the distance overall it is in the ufc okay mm-hmm. not his previous fights but in the ufc he's got 11 stoppages one is a submission i did that fight of course, the only fight he gets a submission is the one that I, uh, I, and I actually, about. Actually, happy no, with that. Something no, it's funny because at the time, you know, I'd watched him and he was this you know guy that was decapitating people, and then he gets a Kimura, and, and I looked at him and I said, "So when I get to the referee, you decide to become a submission." And he's laughing, right? <laughs> but it was, uh, but he's got an average. If you're taking a look at the ten knockouts that he has, an average of two minutes and forty seconds for all 10 of those fights. Now, some of those are 20-some second fights, and like uh, Curtis Blades, he the first time he fought him, it was stopped after the end of the second round, so that's 10 minutes of fighting, but an average of 2 minutes and 40 seconds. Pretty impressive. And then you take the Rosenstruck fight, which is what, 28 20 seconds? 20-some seconds. seconds? Yep. Yeah, 20 seconds, yeah. yeah. yeah Rosen, Rosenstruck was 20-some seconds. Cain Velasquez was 20-some seconds. You know, so do you look at this fight a little bit how I kind of look at the Dawkins and Derek Lewis fight? Dawkins needs to stick and move, stand on the you know, and and not get hit. Does and don't get me wrong, I think Gone is a better athlete than Dawkins, but when it comes to like ability of striking and that type of talent, I look at Gone almost like a an Anthony Joshua lives off of his ability of being an athlete. Yes, like it, that's it. Like he's not a he's not a super great technician. He doesn't possess a ton of power. 
I look at the, I look at it. And I'm like, Francis Ngannou has been tried and tested. He's gotten better, like you said, in terms of his wrestling. He possesses the power to, to starch anybody. And if you look at the way Dawkins and Derek Lewis fought, Francis just got to be patient, move his head off line every time Gon throws punches, and then counter off of that. And if he's able to catch him off the counter when his arms are extended, we can see that overream decapitation, the back oh. of his head touching his spinal cord down by his ass. <laughs> like you can see that type of material. That's that's yeah, scary to me. It's funny because you you brought up the whole thing. How much baggage is yeah. Francis going to walk into that cage with? You would hope. Hey, I, I get rid of that when I walk in here. And he's got the right coaching staff, and he's got great guys around him. So I'm hoping that that is. You know, you have the whole thing with he's got the contract, you know issues with the UFC and stuff and he's talking about wanting to box and all these things and look at all of them you can sit there and go yeah he could walk in there and he could be a mental midget he could be just a mess walking in there I'm not saying that's what's going to happen but it's possible and then I take a look and you know I've talked with Eric Nixick who is his coach and we you know gone over things and and if there's things about Cyril gone if you watch him and you study what he does he's got patterns there's mm-hmm. things that he does, and he does them over and over. And on s- when he does a specific movement, you know where he's going to go. If I can see that, I know Eric Nixon can see it. Yeah. And I know that he's talked to Francis about it. And those are the things that when you're looking, you're going, man, look, if he catches them in this little transition that he tends to like to go to all the time, he's going to eat it. You know, with yep. the power that he has – he can end that fight really quick. So there's there's so many aspects that you look and you go, this is just a fun fight overall. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot at stake, especially with the, the video footage of the practice coming out yeah. and the coaching thing and all that. I mean, like, but John, that does play a factor in terms of how much Francis takes, carries that as weight into the cage. Like, is he going to let that emotion get to him? Like, hey, you put the fucking video out of us practicing. That's garbage. Like, people carry that type of shit with them. Francis seems like a very stoic person when he walks around. He seems like a very nice person, by the way. Yeah. But, like, he seems very stoic when he walks, you know, when he walks through with the fighters. And he walks, he carries himself in a very, I don't know, uplifting way. Does he let things like that get to him, though, once he steps inside that cage? Or is it just another fight? I, I, wanna, I, I don't know. That's what concerns me. If I'm a betting man, which my dumb ass is sometimes, okay? <laughs> <laughs> when it comes down to this type of stuff, John... It's a scary position to be thinking about because how much money do you really want to put on somebody who is fighting with the, the UFC president? He's arguing with him. He's dealing with this contract shit. Now there's a video being put out. You've got this young kid who's 10 and 0. Everyone's talking about how good he is, how he could beat me, how he sticks and moves, how talented he is. You letting that get under your skin. Well, and it, you're right. It's all on one side. Yeah. It's all over there in Francis's yep. corner. And if you're looking at Gone, you're you know, here's a guy coming in, like you said, he's got nothing to lose. Yeah. He really doesn't. He's he, got the O. That's it. So what? And that's just a learning experience. Exactly. You're just you gonna know? become a better fighter if it ha- when it happens. Yep. So I, agree. I don't know. I it, it, it's all about up here. Between yep. those ears, what's going on in Francis's head? Oh, I thought you were saying between my ears. There's not much going <laughs> not on. A whole lot. <laughs> it's gotta have something up there first. Brandon Moreno versus uh, Figueredo. Man. Let's go. This is one of those. I look at this one, and uh, I love Devinson Figueredo. I think he is – he's unusual in the flyweight division based upon he's got got finishing power. 
he can hurt guys and finish them. It's not so much the one one shot power, but he hurts them and then he finishes them off of it. But there's certain things that are going against him in this fight that I just look at and if you if you look at, you know, statistically and everything, first off, he's older than Brandon Moreno. You know, he's thirty four. Brandon Moreno's about twenty eight. It's about six years of difference. Uh he loses a ton of weight. Ton of weight. And that really is always a concern with me when a guy loses as much weight as he loses. Now he puts it puts a lot back on, but that's just not gonna help him that much compared to what it takes from him, I think it's too much weight. The next part is, take a look at both of their fights. He he was winning the first one in the early rounds, and he was losing it in the later rounds, and it became a draw, okay? And then in the second fight, it wasn't even really competitive. Brandon Moreno dominated most of the action in that, and anytime you have a younger fighter who has two fights against an older fighter coming off of a win... They don't lose the third one. Mm -hmm. And I think that Brandon Marino at this point has become too good of a fighter. He's, he's tough as fucking hell. He's, you know, he's just got nails. He'll, he'll be the nail for a while and, and put up with it to get his. And then when he becomes the hammer, he's tough. And I just think that in the end, the five rounds of fighting, you're going to see Brandon Marino taking this somewhere in the fourth round. Yeah, I, 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 the reason why I lean that way is because, like you said, he cuts a lot of weight. He is getting older. Um, the one thing that kind of has me thinking a little bit is that if he takes a page out of what he was talking about with Henry Cejudo, because we just had Henry on, what, uh, last week. So when we just had Henry on. He's, he's been working with Henry in terms of his wrestling and, and game planning. And with Eric Albertson and with Henry Cejudo and Henry's brother and everyone like that all kind of game planning together to find out a way to finally get past Moreno, they may they may end up doing a pretty damn good job. I think if he's able to get a takedown, able to control Moreno from the top position, being the bigger being the bigger frame fighter, there's a good chance he can start to slow Moreno down. Now, if he's not on top, that's going to be that could be damaging. Like yeah. in terms of that, he'll slow himself down. Yeah, and that could be a problem. But if he's able to control the top position, make Moreno work from the bottom, and then when he gets back up to the feet. Go ahead and let the power go because that's where he had success in the first fight. He's definitely got the power advantage. That's one. No doubt. Two is I feel like he's got a little bit of the speed advantage as well, but he will slow down towards the later round because he does cut so much weight. He slows down but after it, the first round. Yeah, okay, he does slow down, but I'm saying in the beginning of every round, though, he'll be have the speed advantage again because he'll be a little bit fresh after that minute. But then he'll slow down about halfway through, and then he'll go back to it. They'll kind of be even out in the speed. Um. And Moreno's going to push, start pushing the pace, I think, also, too, after two and a half minutes of every round. He has to if he's going to win this fight. Right. But I think in terms of the grappling and the scrambling and all that stuff, Moreno can't afford to settle on bottom, and neither can Figueredo. They've got to, they've got to figure out who's going to be the dominant person on top. And if Moreno's on top, he wins this fight easily. And I, if he's on bottom, I think Figueredo has a chance. I'm leaning towards Moreno as well as you are. I know that we've discussed this before uh, we filmed the show. So... I'm glad to know that we're finally on the same page for once in our life. Jeez. Um, but could, yeah, I, I think that this is Moreno's fight to lose. He just got to fight smart. He's also got to let, he's got to forget what happened in the first two fights. Don't let, don't carry that nonsense in to this third fight thinking like, oh, I've already finished him and I've, you know, and I, I came back and, you know, got to draw out of the first one. I can do this. Don't think like that. This is a new fight, new day, new fight. All that stuff is true. 
Figueroa's made some changes with his camp with Henry and those guys, and they're going to come in with a game plan that potentially you weren't expecting. I think we're kind of expecting them to wrestle, you know, at least a little bit early in the early to slow Moreno down. And we're going to see if that works out. I don't know. We'll find out. But the power in the wrestling should be there for Figueredo. How often in your mind do you see someone, championship status, loses the championship, changes camps, and fights well the next time? Never. It's tough. It's not even championship. I Anytime I see a fighter yeah. leave one camp and go to another, their first one or two fights with that new camp usually, are always garbage. Exactly. Usually There's got problems. Yeah, and it's, it's not anything that the new camp is doing. It's no. just that you're getting used to a new routine. And you're, you're getting used to it's a, different a new voice. style of it's coaching. Everything yeah. is all of a sudden now different. A new style of coaching, a new style of, you know, uh, the coaching your ear, whether it's warming you up in the back, whether it's game planning, in the you know, in the gym, or whether it's just the way they coach and corner you in between rounds or even during the fight. So there's different, there's, everything's different. You got to get used to it. You got to build that mold. That's why, honestly, there was moments throughout my career where I thought about leaving AKA. And I didn't leave because it was just something I was very comfortable with when it came fight time. And that was more important to me than leaving the gym and going somewhere else. And then, you know, having to redevelop that connection with somebody else. Yeah. Sure. I wanted to go to Vegas and fucking party and train and do all the things that other people were doing. But I also knew that if I went there, it probably wasn't going to be a good. idea. Probably wasn't good for your fight career either. though. <laughs> no, but it was like, but. They had good coaches there. All of them were good coaches, and they had a lot of ton of ton of great training partners. I mean, shit, Gray Maynard was there. Tyson Tyson Griffin was there. Uh, you know, Sam Stout was there. I mean, Mark Kominick. They were all out there with the with all those guys. I mean, Chris Hordecki, all those kids were out there, and it would, it would have been awesome to go out there. Jay Heron, they would have been great to go out there and train with all of them. But the being comfortable with the people that were in my corner, the people that I coached with every day, the people that coached me every day, it was it was something you can't replace. And I didn't want to go through that learning curve again later on. So when people leave camps, you need to make sure that you're not bouncing from camp to camp. That's so hard to deal with. Yep. Stick with what you know. Stick with what you feel comfortable with. And then just make the adjustments with each other. Communicate with your coaches. So we're going to find out. But I think Henry's got a good wrap around on how he relaxes. <laughs> that came out wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, he kind of talked about it. it was, I don't know how much it was wrapped. But yeah, it's a, yeah, it, that came out wrong. He's got a good wrapper. <laughs> no, um, Henry Cejudo. No, it, no. I mean, I think Henry wraps his head around exactly what needs to be done in in a camp and a game plan, and he does a very good job. I think with uh, Eric Albertson as well, who doesn't get a lot of credit for a lot of the game planning from whether it's Patricio Pitbull, you know, or Patricky or Henry or anybody else that's come through that camp. He does a great job with all of them. So, I think I think they're going to come in with a good game plan. It's going to come up to figure out to get it done. Yep. I agree. We'll see. Uh, this fight got moved from last week to this week, which, you know, is one of my t former teammates. Uh, Andre Fialo is fighting uh, My Michael. Is it Michael or Michelle? Michelle. M Michael. 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 Pierre. 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 Okay. Pierre. Is Pareja. it Pierre? Pierre. Okay. I want to make sure because everyone keeps giving me a hard time with the way you I say Pereira. Pereira. <laughs> um, this should be a fun fight. Oh. You know, I think. It's going to be a fun fight. I think what I think with Andre though, he's in. I've trained with him for a long time, for years. I've seen him fight several times. Um, he's got to be very cautious in about the not letting the in the beginning of getting hit with some shots. That's yep. one. Yep. Two is not getting frustrated with all this bouncing around and this jumping off the cage and all things that are not effective really until you start throwing down. 
He's got to be careful of not letting that get under his skin and start and start playing along with the antics. Because if he does that, that can end up hurting him as well. That, fighters have a hard time, I think, sometimes. Like, look, I'm here to fucking fight you. Let's fight. <laughs> People get into that. Gray Maynard had a hard time when he fought Clay Guida. Oh, he was Clay going bounced crazy. bounced around and moved around. He went nuts. I had to settle him down in between every damn round in that fight to get to get him not to lose his cool. He was so irate with Clay Guida. Because he wasn't standing he was in front pissed. of us. He wasn't being he the Clay like, Guida that he expected. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yo, let's fight, man. Let's go. And he just, he's like, he couldn't believe that Clay wouldn't stand and fight with him. I'm like, bro, I, I get hit by you all the time. I know why he's not standing in front of you. You hit like a fucking Mack truck. That's why. Jeez, man. Anyways, but Pahea, though, is different in terms of the mobility, the movement, the flips, the antics, all that stuff, turning the back. Andre Fiala's got to make sure that he doesn't let that get to him. He just fights his clean stylistic fight of just keeping his guard up, keeping his keeping his uh, technique on point. If he does that, I think he can have a good night because he's got power. He's got he's got a good double leg, and he's got big power, and he can crack. He can swap, man, when it comes down to throwing down. He's just got to make sure he don't get clipped on the chin. He's got to keep his defense tight, especially in the early rounds. Yeah, I, I look at it ex- basically the same way as you. I, first off, Fialo is a good fighter, and he does have power. He can crack. Mm-hmm. And he is a guy that most of the time, very calm, very relaxed. But I've seen him where he gets amped and bad things happen because he tries so hard. He overextends. He creates the opening and he can get hit. Um, In this fight, I think he just, if I was, you know, talking to him, my main thing is, hey, I want you to pressure him defensively in the first round. I want you to think nothing but defense, pressure, 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 make him work, let him do all of his stuff. And when he does it, just like keep going and keep, and just touch, touch. I don't care how hard you hit him. I just want you touching him. I want you pressuring him. I want you making him work and get him into that second round. Now we're going to start to open it up. And now we're going to start to piece him up because he's going to start to get tired because it is absolutely part of Pahea's it's just in his DNA. He is a fast twitch muscle fiber fighter. He is a guy that loses a lot of weight, and he gets tired. All the antics, all the stuff, it doesn't do a damn thing to help him in the fight. He's a good fighter, but all the bullshit is just wasted energy. Let him waste the energy, and then let's start putting hard shots on him, and when he's getting hit hard, he starts to make mistakes, and we're going to take advantage of those. I think this is a fight that Fiala can come in there and get a big win right away from yeah Fiala's I've seen Fiala take down DC Daniel Cormier yeah that's the DC I'm talking about ladies and gentlemen (laughs) okay I've seen him take down Rockhold and I've seen him do it several times I've seen him take down uh Dwight Grant another guy who fights in the UFC at 170 I've seen him fight all I've seen him take all these guys down and they're they're studs in terms of stuff and takedowns and 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 being good wrestlers and he can do it. He can take him down. He's just like you said. He's got to be very patient in that first round, not let all the antics get to him. The reason why Pahea gets tired is because he does cut a lot of weight. That's one thing. But it's also exhausting jumping off the cage. Hell, yes, it is. Like a damn, Wasted I, energy. I feel like a damn, I feel like a damn monkey. He's <laughs> just bouncing around everywhere like a chimp. Oh, man. But it's going to be. I think it's going to be a fun fight. Um, rooting for Andre, obviously, because he's a former teammate. Good kid, man. Very young kid, but good kid. Uh, should be good. Uh, I would talk about I don't know how you say his last name, Spivak, 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 yeah. but he doesn't have an opponent, so we're going to skip him because he doesn't have an opponent. <laughs> yeah, Greg, <laughs> Greg Hardy was injured, so that's what that is. Yeah, yeah he yeah. cut so his finger. Didn't they, and... didn't they take that fight away? I don't, I don't think so. I, I think uh, 
They're they're, they're uh, rebooking that fight from what I was. Yeah, I mean, he said, Greg Hardy said on social media that it was only going to be a few weeks or whatever. But um, yeah, because it was right first now, it was uh, uh, Alexi Olenek, and then they oh, he right. got replaced with Spivak, and then Greg Hardy had the finger damage thing. So, but the fight that I'm looking forward to is, uh, of course, Nurmagomedov versus <laughs> <laughs> Cody Stamen. I mean, I think it's going to be a fun fight. So, like. Nurmagomedov is tough. He's good. He's well-rounded. I mean, he's got a lot of tools in the bag. I mean, he's just somebody that he's going to bring the action. He's going to bring the fight. He's good on the feet. He's a good wrestler. He likes to stand. It's more of a sidekick, more of a wrestler kind of position. But it's going to be a good fight, man. I think Stamen's, Stamen's tough. Stamen's tough. He's around. a good wrestler. He's tough on his feet. He's got all the same yeah. things. So it's gonna yeah. it's a good matchup. This is a fight that if... If Cody Stamen fights a great fight, he's going to win this fight. If Nurmagomedov nah, fights, hold on. If Nurmagomedov fights a good a good fight, he's going to win. That's your difference. Oh, he, yeah. Cody's got to fight a great, great fight. Great fight for Cody. Good fight yeah. for Nurmagomedov. There's your difference, in yeah. my opinion. This is true. John. Wow. All right. From nah yeah, to nah. this is true. <laughs> I, well, I thought you were speaking some sort of propaganda bullshit again. I was like, what's going on over here? Well, that might be propaganda. Like <laughs> uh Hadolfo Vieira, he's eight and one, is one loss. Came to right, fluffy, fluffy. <laughs> By submission of all things. Yeah. Craziest thing I've ever Craziest seen. I was like, ever. oh my gosh, this is gonna happen. Against uh Terman, right? Yeah, Wellington. Wellington. Wellington Terman. Well, Interesting. This is one of those ones, man. This is uh you know, Wellington Terman's last fight, I believe, was um Sam Alvey. You know, and it, and he had points taken away from him. He had like I don't want to say what two points taken away from him in one round. Yeah, but he still won the fight. Um, yeah. He was dominating. That. He dominated. That. Oh yeah, he was. And uh, he's a good fighter. But if you're taking a look at, you know, he's strong on the ground. He he's not as good as he's just he's not as good as Vera. He's just not. Yeah. But you you can't. You, you just can't go and with there's Vera. always a butt, John, and there's always a but, butt. But you can't go with him because he gasses like nobody's yeah. business. Yeah. You know, I just saw I saw the tweet from uh Conor McGregor about the little fart Sanders Hudo and he says, How would you what would you know about gas? You're always gassing out of fights. This great. is Vieira. He gasses out so it's so bad. You know, he's he's just this monster that is so good. He gets to the point he cannot move in the fight, and he he got submitted by a guy that should never, in in his wildest dreams, would not be able to submit him in a submission grappling contest. But submitted him because he was exhausted. Yeah, yeah. I, I look at it this way: is that I think uh, if Adolfo is able to just stay composed in that fight where he lost. He was chasing submission after submission oh, yeah. after submission. I mean, he went so hard in the first two and a half, three minutes. The end of the first round, he had he can couldn't even stand up really to get it back to his corner. He was trying to like raise his arms. He couldn't get him up. That, that didn't come out right either. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm on one today. Oh, it's a good one though. It's a good one. But I mean, like in terms of talent wise, in the jitsu aspect of it all. But the biggest thing is he cuts so much weight. He's enormous for yes. the size, John. Oh yeah, he's so big. He just got to learn how to just stay composed and understand that chase the submission. If it's not there, keep the top position. He chased so many submissions in that other fight where he lost. Was that Fluffy he fought? Yeah, that was Anthony. Hernandez, right? Anthony Hernandez. 
Yeah. So when he fought when he fought Hernandez, he chased so many. Hernandez kept escaping and kept escaping. By the end of that round, he was done. Done. He was so exhausted. Anyways, but it ended up being it was a fun fight to watch. Oh, yeah. I'm, walking, I'm sitting back as a fighter going, dude, you're fucked. <laughs> like you're what he like, oh God, you're really gonna get submitted. You're one of the best jiu-jitsu guys in the world. Oh, what's going on? But if you're at home watching that fight, you're going, you're just going batshit crazy. Yeah. I loved it. Um, okay. Let me see. What other fights on this card, John? Oh, that let's talk about that one. That's the one you want. Jordan. Charles Jordan, who is coming off of a very impressive victory against uh I don't even know how you say his first name, but Typeria. John, talk oh, to me. Fireworks. Explosion. This, this is a great <laughs> matchup when you're looking at mm-hmm. Typeria's undefeated. Jordan mm-hmm. is a guy that came into the UFC. He's good. His last fight was fantastic to watch. And it just, at the end, he was like, he almost hit the the Leonidas Sparta kick, man, knocking his opponent back against the cage. You oh, know? no, he hit it. He hit it. Yes, oh, yeah, he hit it. <laughs> but uh, Tapuria's last win was against Ryan Hall, you know, and, and yeah. he put it on Ryan in that fight. So this is a great matchup. This is one to, to look at and you go, this could be fight of the night right here. I, I think it would be. I'm surprised it's not on the main card. Yeah. Just my person. I'm surprised it's not like, I mean, is this the main event of the prelims? Eh, I don't think it is. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it is either. No. One, two, three, four. And then the main event is five. Usually it's five fights in the, in yeah. the pay-per-view. No, so, I think yeah. the Vieira uh, Wellington oh, fight really? is the yeah. prelims. Always the main. big, the big guys always get the love, man. What a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> I'm tired of this nonsense. I love it. Should be a good fight though. This, I hope to see the Sparta kick again, but um, I've become a huge fan of uh, Charles Jordan. He's good. I mean, he's fun just to fun to watch. It's going to be, it's going to, I'm really excited to watch his career progress. As yeah. he goes. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get jump. Let's jump right into weighing in on the odds, John. Let's do, let's do our little thing where we help people yeah, make right. money with mybookie.ag, right? People just got to go to mybookie.ag. John, use our promo code Wayne in. You guys use that and that QR, QR code right over there. The and Q- we're going to help you guys. We're going to QR code. The QR code nice, huh? takes you right to our Wayne in. Use our promo code Wayne in. And you guys get a little extra spending cash when you guys sign up the first initial deposit. So make sure it's a big initial deposit and you guys can get a little extra money. <laughs> and just uh, be happy, man. Be happy that we're going to, we're here to help you. That's what we're here for. So go to mybookie.ag, use our promo code Wayne in. But, John, let's start this. We're going to give you guys what fights we think might be good to bet on, what fights maybe not to bet on. But realistically, we're going to do the best we can and take our advice. Don't take our advice. But we're here to help you guys. So let's go. Um, Gone versus Nganu. So Gone right now is the minus. Uh, he's the favorite in minus People are betting on Gone. People betting on Gone. They're not liking what they're hearing as far as Francis and all of the stuff on the outside. Mm. But this is a guy that can win the fight with one shot. Yep. And right now, if I was gonna, if I if I had to go between one or the other, and I was gonna put money out on it, I'm gonna t- get, you're giving me extra money to go with Francis Ngannou. I'll take my one yep. shot, one shot wonder. I'll take yep, the guy that I can will put as it well. Out. Yep, because that power is the last thing to go. All he needs is one shot. I've seen Derek Lewis come back with ten seconds left and knock dudes out. Yep. Okay, that means that that shit don't go anywhere. And Francis is probably at that level, if not a little bit more power. That and he's, I know he's got the the speed. Uh, Francis does. Yep. So you take that. I'm like, I'm gonna take Francis Ngannou. Me too. So I mean, he's plus one fifteen. Gone is the minus one forty five. I'm taking uh, Francis. The over under is two and a half. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'll just. I'll just take. I'll just take uh, Francis and Ghana. 
for the win. Okay. For the win. You guys, uh, yeah, I'm just telling you, you guys heard it here first. Figueroa versus Brandon Marino. Minus so, 180 for Brandon Marino. He is a slight favorite in this. Plus 154. Devison Figueroa. John, I would probably, I mean, like, I think Marino's going to win. But if if I'm a betting man, I'm, you know, I might take I might take Figgy. I might take him. Really? He's been training with Henry. He's been doing the wrestling. I mean, you know he's been wrestling. Maybe he's been working on the technique. They're game planning. And I, I, I think because of Henry and uh, Alberison and those guys, I really think that you got to take into consideration they are good game planners. Look at the way Henry's fought several other fighters. Okay? And he comes up with pretty damn good game plans himself along with uh, Alberison. I think that they're going to have him tuned up and ready to go. Now, whether he can do it or not is going to be up to him. But I... I think I think you're gonna see right off the bat whether he gets it done. So maybe some in between round bettings on that as well. Uh, but I think I, if I was gonna make this bet, I could see people taking the Figueroa thing. Well, I would tell you that if you're gonna go with Figueroa, then you got to go with the over at three and a half. He's gonna have a hard time getting rid of Brandon Moreno, yeah. and yeah, so at true. at minus one twenty right now, the over's three and a half rounds. I would go with the over at three and a half. Yep, because that first fight. It really, honestly, Figgy could have should have won because he got a point taken away. Yep. So he probably would have won that fight in that first fight. That's what made it a draw. So it wasn't that far-fetched. Then he came out in the second fight probably thinking he was going to be able to do whatever he wanted. And it didn't go that way. And he got he, he got finished. Now, here we're here. He made some adjustments. And he's we got respect with for him now. I think he does. Yes. I think he does. So, all right, we're going to see what happens. Cody Stamen versus Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov is a minus 190 favorite and plus 155 to Cody Stamen. I am not taking that bet because I don't bet on my friends. That's one thing. And two is I'm not betting against anybody with the last name of Nurmagomedov. <laughs> That's just really what it comes down to. Now, if you guys want to take your chance, you go right ahead. I don't know how you guys feel, but <laughs> like That's not me. John, what do you think? Uh, you know, at plus 155 for Cody Stamen, you know, it, it's a... Uh... It's one of those ones you go, it's just not worth it to me. It's because I do believe that if they both fought at the exact same level, I'm going to have to go with Nurmagomedov. If they fight where Cody fights better and Nurmagomedov makes some mistakes, Cody's going to win the fight. Can he win the fight? Absolutely. So if I was going to look at it right now, I would say I believe at minus 190, Nurmagomedov's too much money for me to put on it, but I could put 20 bucks down on Cody Stamen. If he has a good fight, get rid of him. Yeah, good stuff. All right, let's scroll on down. Let's see what else is on here. Well, okay. let's let's go down to Jordan. I knew that's the one you were looking for. We got to go to the Jordan fight. Come on, let's put it up there. there. We can go. We can go over the Hadolfo as well. But yeah, let's go, go right to the, the Jordan Willing. fight. There you go. Here is. You got Charles Jordan. He's the plus three eighty. What? See what? And Tiberia is a minus. Yes. 530. 5.30. Oh, John. Look at it. What do you think? Oh, there's no doubt who I would take in this because I I, I know that Tapuria is a great fighter. He's got power. He's good. But Jordan is a guy that I, he's a good fighter, and he can mm-hmm. come in there and win the fight. Now, I'm not saying that he's the favorite of it. I would have said that Tapuria is going to be the favorite. But if you're going to give me, you know, the ability to go plus 380 on it, hello. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I'm going with, I'm going with Jordan. 
yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. I'm gonna take that for sure. Um, yeah, I'm gonna throw hundred bucks down and collect my money, man. It, it, I mean, and the other thing too he has is the, the ability to win under. the fight. That's the whole thing. If you have an underdog at somewhere plus three or above, and they have the ability to win that fight, put a little bit on them. Are, are you taking the over on this at minus one forty five on a one and a half <sighs> over one four over a round and a half? I would say it's definitely gonna go over a round and a half. I think so as well. I'd probably take the over as well on that. So, I mean, you can double up if you take Parlay. Jordan on Parlay. the... Yeah. Let's go, baby. Let's, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> but uh, let's we skipped over uh, Hadolfo Vieira because... Or not, uh, yeah. Let's take a look at that as well. So, Hadolfo Vieira is a minus 225 versus uh, Wellington Terman. <laughs> I want to say tomorrow. I don't know why Tumeric? I'm thinking of turmeric. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Terman... So he's plus 185. I'm going to go with Adolfo, and I'm probably going to take the under on that as well in the submission. Well, you better because that's the only way it's, yeah. you're going to win that bet. So. <laughs> it's the under. Yeah. The under is a round and a half. He's going to have to get that submission under a round and a half because he's probably going to be tired by then. Bingo. So, <laughs> so if I'm going to take it, I'm probably going to take the under, and I think Adolfo's going to probably get it. I I don't know if I'd bet the money on Adolfo. Um, Straight out, but I would do. I would probably do the under. You just do that. Well, then you're betting on Hadolfo. Yeah. So. What do you think, John? <laughs> That's a tough one. Is that who you're taking? Oh, I th- I think that Hadolfo is going to win the fight. I, th- I I think he's learned some uh, some grand lessons as far as you know his career because he's had a couple of them where he's gotten tired and he's going to have to figure out yeah. either change the nutrition. It's not uh, look. The guy's built like a brick shit house. He's in great shape, but he's losing too much weight him to go into the cage so he's gonna have to do something start to trim some of that muscle down whatever but he's a great uh grappler i mean he's just dynamite so i would think that he's gonna win that fight if if it hits the mat he's got a great advantage there but it does have to hit the mat but he's got to relax when it does and don't force it just do the small things that makes the guy move into an easy submission for you and i think i would go with vera yeah, yeah. I would have to agree with you, John. I'm glad you took my advice. Yeah, big time taking your advice. <laughs> we actually skipped over uh, Andre Fialo and oh. Pejea as well. What does that one at? What do you think? Right there. It's right above. Uh, it's oh, sorry, right it. below. Plus uh, 220. I would t- see, I would take Fialo. You would take Fialo? I would. I think he can win that fight. He's I a good he fighter. Well. You know, and, and I'm not saying that because you, you know. No. You, never, you would never do that for me. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> but he is he's got power and it's all about hey go out and pressure him in the first round be defensive be defensive be defensive yeah and you know nice little straight shots put him on him and just make him move but i think that he has a very good opportunity in this fight to come out and show people exactly who he is and how good he is against a guy that's got a good reputation a good name look at tristan Connolly beat you know, Pahea, all right? Tristan Connolly is a featherweight. Let's just be honest, yeah. all right? He fought him at welterweight, but he's a featherweight, and he beat him, and he beat him because Pahea got exhausted doing all that fancy stuff. All Fiala's got to do is pressure him, make him work, and eventually it'll fall. I'm going Fiala. Got it. Smart. Well played. Well, hey, that's our waiting on the odds for this weekend's pay-per-view of Gone and Nganu. That's a, that's a 
hard pillows. That's so hard to say. <laughs> Ghana and Ngannou, Francis Ngannou and Cyril, gone. <laughs> Those guys and the rest of this card. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Now remember, go to mybookie.ag, use that QR code right there off to the side. Okay. And use our promo code Wayne in. They're going to give you a little extra spending cash with your initial deposit. We want to thank you guys for following us and hopefully taking our advice and hopefully you guys make some money. So mybookie.ag, use that promo code Wayne in. Ja, let's start. What else are we getting into here? Podcast, Dave. All right. Well, we're going to hop into this story. So, you know, the whole uh, Francis Ngarno contract thing has been a big hot topic. And um, But just in the last few days, uh, a little more light has been shed on the situation. Uh, Francis saying, I will not fight for half a million or 600,000 anymore. Um, he basically, you know, that's kind of like where where he's at as far as like his price. Like he's not fighting for that type of money. Um, but I, I will just want to do just want to comment on one thing as well. This is quite a, an interesting little um, nugget that <clears throat> also pertains to Francis. Is that he said that he's going to receive half of his purse from uh, two seventy in Bitcoin, and that, so it's three hundred thousand. He's partnered with Cash App, so I don't know what the deal is there. If they're going to take his money, convert it, and all that, I don't really know how that's all going to work. But it, no, no, is he going to? He's not going to receive half of his purse in Bitcoin. He's going to take half of his purse and then buy Bitcoin with it. Yeah. No, so he's he's saying he will receive it. I mean, of course, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think the UFC is going to pay half of it in Bitcoin. He's no, gonna, but he's going to take half. He's a partner with Cash App, and they're going to turn it into Bitcoin for him. So, um. I uh, just thought that was an interesting little tidbit as well to, to throw in the mix of the contract Yeah, I think Bitcoin's down like 38%, though, or something like that. <laughs> I, was say, well. uh, I mean, I guess by the dip. I mean, it's, but it's been a, been a pretty big dip. It'll probably go back up. I mean, it I don't will. know. We'll see, we'll see. I think we'll see what happens when it comes to midterm elections. That kind of dictates a little bit of what goes on in this crypto industry. So we'll they, see what happens there. But I think, what's that, Dave? I was going to say, they're probably, Cash App's probably paying him a fortune to do this as well. So he's probably making yeah. a lot of money to do this anyway. So it doesn't yeah. matter. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Smart, yeah. smart. Yep. I mean, let's get back into him saying he's not fighting for five and 600000 anymore. Look, if you're looking at what Jake Paul made by Showtime, okay, and he, what he made, $40 million or something like that off of his three fights or whatever it is, I think is what he came out, $40, 43000000 million. And then you've got... What what was it? For it was forty million in twenty twenty one. Okay, so forty million in twenty twenty one. Um, that was just, I think that was just from his boxing. I don't think that was his YouTube channel and any other stuff he did. Just I think boxing. that's just from his boxing contract. So if that's the case, Francis Ngannou, he's going. I'm the baddest man on the face of the earth right now. I can do it all. Like I'm not getting paid this. And I understand it's a gimmick thing, John, with the 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 Jake Paul situation. But let's be realistic. He should be making as a heavyweight. He should be making around the three and a half, three, I'd say three to six million, three to five million, three to six million dollars. Just my personal opinion. Yep. I think it's embarrassing that he's making five to six hundred thousand. I think it's amazing that the heavyweight champion of the UFC is making five to six hundred thousand when there are guys in much lower weight classes that are not the champion making yeah. a lot more than that. I'm not going to say who, I'm not going to say what, yeah. but you know that people I'm talking about. Uh-huh. And they're making that much more than he is. Now, here's here's the problem, and you've talked about this multiple times. Is Francis went and signed an eight fight contract? Yeah. Okay, eight fights for a specific amount of time. Also, there's so many months that they'll put on it, and that fight. I mean, excuse me, that contract has essentially kind of bit him in the butt now 
now that he's the champ, you know, it had it 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 obviously had things where if he became champ, he got something more, but nothing like it should have because he signed that real long contract. And you know, this is where guys get this idea that oh, if I sign, you know, I'm going to be here. You could, you know, and you could yeah. be stuck, but they can release you at any time too. So yeah. it's not like it's a guarantee. And I just don't understand. I, I tell guys all the time, man, you know, somewhere around four fights, that's about the right length of the contract. That's where you want it to be, somewhere in that area, because y- you want to be betting on yourself. You yeah. want to make it to where you're the one that is in charge of your career and you're making the bets that I'm going to be winning. And when I go back to the table, I'm going to have this little win streak behind me and I'm going to be able to get more. And they will. They'll pay you more. But once you sign that contract and you cannot blame the UFC as a promotion when they sit there and say, hey, you signed this contract. We have lived up to our end of it. We have not changed anything. We haven't taken a dime away from it, a dime away from you. And now you're not happy. Yeah. No, I agree. And I've said this, I don't know how many times is that when you guys are, when you guys are getting into that top 10, don't be signing long-term deals. If you're going to, you need to bet on yourself. You need to bet on the fact that you, you, that you can achieve whatever goals you set yourself out to be. And it may or may not happen. Okay. That's betting on yourself. But to, to have that ability to renegotiate your contract after your four fights or your five fights, whatever the deal is, four fights, six fight, eight fight deals. I've seen guys sign contracts with 10 fight deals. Oh, yeah, 10 fights. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. One of the first times I saw an eight or a 10 fight, was it eight? Maybe it was eight. I think it was Rich Franklin. Rich Franklin, Rich Franklin a, signed I, an eight. Was it eight or 10? Maybe it was 10. I think, I think it was, it was 10. 10. Yeah. That to me was just, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> And he knew he was going to be champion. But then by the time he got to like towards the end of his contract, that money was old money. That was like not even good. It wasn't even close to being good money anymore. Yeah. Well, you figure you know? when and Rich was si- when he signed that <laughs> contract, it was off of a fight with Ken Shamrock back yeah. when the ultimate fighter was first starting. That was the show. In mm-hmm. fact, he fought Ken Shamrock on the night that Forrest Griffin and Stefan Bonner fought. Yeah. And that's what that yes, was based did. off of. And so look at where the UFC was. Yeah, and then look ten fights later, you know, just didn't work ten, out. Ten fights, ten fights. I mean, you got to think that's at least three or four. At years. least three years. At least, at least three fights a Unless year. Unless you're that's, <laughs> I can't even do the math. Nine <laughs> fights, three years. I yeah, okay. Anyways, um, but that's that's three years at least. Now, as you're getting as you start to get up in the rankings, you start fighting less a little bit. You fight sometimes twice a year. You're not fighting three times a year anymore once you're yeah. in that top five because there's no, all the guys you're fighting are stone cold killers. So you've got to make sure that you're taking care of your body. You got to make sure that you're getting all the right nutrition. You got to make sure that your training's going proper. You got to do all those not things. Not getting injured. You get to that. Yeah, you're not getting injured. You got to make sure you're doing. All the right things once you break into that top ten, top eight, top six. So you're not you're not as active as you were when you were trying to come up because fight you get you become too active and you start fighting those top top three and top five fighters get broken three or down. four times a year, you're gonna get broken down. Yeah. You're gonna get really broken down. And so I just think that those long term deals are not good. You see it all the time in baseball. They sign a ten year deal for five hundred something million dollars. I mean, I get it, I understand. But it's like in baseball, you're not taking shots to the head. And that, that money, within four years, five years, even in baseball, it's old money. Guys are signing deals for another $250 million two years later, higher than that. 
It's like all of a sudden now you're getting deals for, you know, $700 million. Like, what the hell is going on? It's like, so don't, I I never understood why fighters started doing long-term deals. Just stay away from the long-term. Anything over four fights, six fights, six fights should be the most. Six fights should be the most, you know, and they've got to fight you three times in a year and, you know, and then that's on you. I mean, six fights, though, should be the most. Two fights to six fights. The original UFC fights contracts were three fights. Yeah. It was like, okay, we got you for one year. That's it. We're good. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. What else you got for us, Dave? All right. uh, Dana White had come out and said, uh, again, this carried over from the weekend show. Dana White came out and said that um, Leon Edwards is 100% the next fight for Usman. So let's get your reaction there. Should be. Well, let me remove my fucking foot from my mouth because I think the show before that I said he's never getting the title shot. <laughs> well, so let me go ahead and just say, let me remove my foot. Look, I'm happy for him. Finally, finally, he deserves it. I mean, there's no doubt he deserved it two fights ago. But you know what? Now it's like, hey, he's just sitting around. He's waiting. Stylistically, it's a hard fight for him. Kamaru Usman can stand with him. Kamaru Usman can wrestle him. Kamaru's got to be careful, though, on the feet with him because the speed is definitely going to be in his advantage, yes. in uh, Leon's advantage. Yep. But we see that Kamaro's got the jab. He's got the power. He's He's got a straight right hand that seems to find its mark. And to, when I look at what he did to Mazadol, now I know that Leon's not Mazadol. I understand that. But my point is, is that Leon's a slick striker, but so is Mazadol. He moves his head offline. He does all those things. <sighs> Leon can mix it up, though. I, I would not be surprised if you don't see Leon... Threaten maybe a takedown or two. Not to get it. I'm just saying, just to threaten it, though, I think you may see something like that. You may see something like that because if Kamaru Usman now is spending so much time working on his stand-up, don't get me wrong, his wrestling is going to still be there, and he's going to always be a better wrestler than Leon Edwards. Yes. But if he threatens it a little bit, I mean, it's going to make Kamaru Usman a little bit more hesitant with the hands in terms of, okay, look, if he's going to shoot on me, i got to be thinking of that, too. Let, let me, let me, get, let me give you this speed, one number. You get to his chin. Let me give you yeah. this one number. 100%. 100% takedown defense in all of his UFC career. Which apparently isn't Kamaru true, I don't think. Usman. Which he's, apparently isn't true. Did Colby take him down in the last fight? DC said it was a takedown. I no, because DC, you didn't, you know, it's got to be a takedown. DC, know, DC knows way more than both of us in wrestling. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on, you know DC. This he, is, just, he doesn't make th- DC doesn't make things up. He you doesn't know. make those comments. Look, Chael had need to get a show together. Yeah, oh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> but the, that's against Colby Covington, who can wrestle. Yeah, not that Leon has not gotten better. He's not a wrestler though, and he's not going to no, be not. taking Kamaru down. Now, I'm not saying don't at times, you know, do things that make him think of it. Don't get into a body clinch situation where you break off and throw a good elbow or a good body shot mm-hmm. or any of those things. All those things matter. But there's no doubt that Leon deserves this. You take a look at the breakdown of the, the guys in the top rung there. Kamara's gone through them. He's gone through yeah. them all. The only guy that he hasn't fought is Steven Thompson. and You, you can't put Steven in there right now because no. he's coming off of a couple of losses. So you got Vicente Luque, who used to be a teammate. It's, that's a little bit tougher right yeah. there, but this this fight makes sense. It's a good one. Uh, if you're looking at the welterweight division, you can't make a better matchup other than a guy who probably doesn't deserve the shot at this time, and that would be a guy named Chimaev, who Gilbert Burns is trying to throw his hat there, trying to get a fight against Mr. Chimaev. So that would be 
a fight that I would really like to see. You talk about a grappling uh, exchange. That would be an interesting battle between those two. Let me ask you this, John. Does Usman, after if he beats Leon Edwards, then let's say he has to fight Vicente Luque, does he just walk away before he has to fight Chimaev? He might. I don't... To sit there... By saying that, it sounds like I'm saying that he's afraid of him. He's not afraid of no, him. No, he's not afraid of him. He's okay. not afraid of him. But, you know, it, it's all about desire. Mm-hmm. And there comes a point where, you know, what... Uh, man, <laughs> when Kamaru Usman won the title, you know, he beat Tyron Woodley. And I'll, I'll never forget watching a thing where Kamaru's in the back, he runs into Tyron's mother who's back there and she hugs him and he actually starts crying on her shoulder and you know, and she's saying, honey, it is your time. He's had his time. It's your time. And she was right. And yeah, and it's been his time and he's fought fantastic. And, uh, but there comes a point where the desire is not the same. And I would always rather see a guy say, you know what? I don't have that burning desire anymore. It's gone. I've, I've accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. I don't have a problem if that's what, you know, Kamaru Usman says in the end and says, you know what? I've done everything I wanted. I'm, I'm out. Yeah. Congratulations. Got you a, deserve everything. He's got a beautiful daughter. He's, oh, yeah. You know, he's just, he's got a life ahead of this. He's very smart. He, yep. he, the way he carries himself. He speaks well. He does things. He, he he's well. a classy yeah. guy. He's a good looking guy. You yeah. Know? He's unfortunately. Classy. He's good looking. He carries himself. <laughs> yeah. He carries himself. He carries himself like a true professional. He does. And. And he can still hold a conversation. He's not stammering or stuttering over his words like me. Okay, but he does. I think he's. I think he's absolutely phenomenal. Um, I, I agree, though. I think if like if you get past Leon Edwards, I could see him walking away right after this fight, John. There's nothing else for him to do. I mean, sure, you can fight Vicente Luque. Sure, your former teammate. I don't know if you want to do that. Yeah. Does it affect your relationship and your friendship at all? Or you step aside and maybe let Vicente fight. You know, the winner of Gilbert and Chamayev, if they end up fighting, you know, for the vacant title. It makes sense. You got to remember, you guys, certain when you get, when you've defended the title so many times, right? Like, look at GSP. It was almost like the fights got tougher. And it, John Jones, same thing. The fights got tougher because you, your interest wasn't the same yeah. anymore. It's just the motivation for every guy. It's just like, okay, it's the same guy, same style, same this. I'm still getting prepared in the same way. When you become champion, you still prepare almost the same way every single time because that's what's got you to the dance. You make little tweaks here and there, but like the motivation to like every single time has to be there. And he's already mentioned a little bit like I've made enough money, I've done this. That right there tells me he's thinking about it. And 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 the way he is with his daughter shows me that he's like, look, he's in a very good place mentally. I mean, not just financially and physically he's in a good place both those as well but i think mentally he's in a very good place and you take a look look, i've done it all you take a look at the his last couple of fights he didn't i always talk about damage and and you know you leave a little part of yourself in there even when you get the wins at times you leave a little little bit of you and so can you get back to that level that you were at at a certain point and you're taking a look at you know his last couple of fights he had the Gilbert Burns fight. Eh, he got hit with a shot, but he didn't really accept a whole lot of damage. The Masvidal fight, I think he walked out of that with nothing as far as damage. But the Colby Covington fight, eh, he walked out of there with some parts of him uh, a little bit banged up. 
The first yeah. one. I don't know if the second one if he did a little. A second lot. one he, too, because he was by the end of the fight. Let's be honest, Colby won that fifth round, yeah. and he was he was taking more shots, mm-hmm. and so that's where you look and say, okay, are you able to get back to that mark that you know is that level that you have attained before? Can you get back to that based upon the damage you took? I think he can. I'm not saying that he can't. Uh, I think he's you know still in that position, but. How many more do you want before now you can't? And it's always good, you know, I always say, it's good to walk away when it's under your terms, not somebody else's. Here's the thing. I agree with you. But this is why I think is leave them always wanting more. Sayings like that stick around because they're true. true. If you walk away, Khabib walked away, everyone wanted more. Connor walked away a little bit too for a while there. Everyone wanted more. Okay, Connor's coming back. Khabib's not coming back. You know what I mean? But like, well, I don't know. I saw he, someone met predictions. Khabib's back yeah. in twenty twenty. GSP, GSP walked away, left everybody wanting more. Came back, won the title, and then walked away again. People really wanting way more. Off. <laughs> yeah, really pissed people off and wanting a lot more. Like, hey, what's going on? So that if I think Usman would be smart to do that because then he goes down in history in terms of the guy He's who did it all, guys. achieved it all, and then walked away being at the top. Yep. But John John Elway as a football player did the same thing. Peyton Manning kind of was on his downhill a little bit already. Yep. You know, but fight like but walked away at players, the right time. They walked away at the right time. John Elway could have probably won one or two more with the team that he had. I would say probably one more. Yeah, but one. you know what I mean? And if that's the case, he walked away. It was like perfect timing. And everyone's like, damn, he could have probably done it again. Probably could have talking. Doesn't matter. You know, could have. I could see him defending it maybe one more time after the Leon thing, but I could also just, I'd be happy for him if he rode off into the sunset after this fight. If he gets the win. Yep. Well, he's if, he, 35 if he doesn't get now? the win. What's that? Is he 35 now? I think he is 35. Yeah. I think he is. Can so you he's, look up still, what, he's got uh, time what left. Is? But he might be 36, John. Yeah. He might be 36, but I think he's 35. Can up here. It'd be interesting to see. Can that be? Yeah. 34, 34. Oh, so he's 34. only 34. Okay. So May 11th. So he'd be 35, May 11th. Interesting. But that 35 to 36, and you're fighting the best guys. You're not fighting the guys that are up and coming. You're fighting the best guys. Always. So take a look um, at that one loss. Go do his record. Go all the way to the bottom. It's amazing. Take a look at them abs, dog. Look at this. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> he's building <clears throat> His muscles he's got Greek on, God. muscles on top look of muscles. Look at that second fight. When he knew nothing. Yeah. When he knew nothing. Look at who Mike Kyle and Travis View. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's that's a long time ago. Jeez. Congrats yeah. to him, man. What a career he's had. Amazing. Um, all right, what else you got for us, Dave? All right, continuing with the welterweight conversation, and uh, let's get your reaction to this comment from Chael, <laughs> who said I've really got to show respect to Masvidal because this is a career-ending fight. Is this in gimmick or is this is this a serious? <laughs> no, no, that's not. That's not. I don't think it's in his gimmick. I think it really kind of is. If he doesn't win this fight, he's not going get, to be getting paid the money that he's been getting paid. That's one. And so, if that's the case, then he may not want to fight anymore. It's like, look, I've already done it all. I've been there. I've done this. I'm the BMF champ. Whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? And he 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 he's older now too. He's like, you know what? I could ride off into the sunset and be cool. He's gonna go on doing his promotion thing and whatever it is he's doing. Okay. He's an OG in the sport. Not that backroom balls, too. I mean, let's not forget YouTube is what made this young man. So it's like he's been doing it for a long time. Now, 
Colby Covington, he needs it a little bit more than Masvidal does. Colby needs it because he needs to start getting back. Because if Usman does walk away, Colby's going to try to slide his ass right back up in there. You know what I mean? So I think that Chael says a lot of outlandish things. But I think this kind of is for, for Masvidal. It's one of those career, not creating like he's going to get starched and like knocked out and it's going to end his career that way. No, 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 not that way. It's just, do I want to keep fighting for less money? <coughs> that kind of career ending. Uh, first, when, it, when you're saying career ending fight, it's bad, bad words. You, you want to say finish your career on this fight? Okay, you can do it. But this is a fight, it's, it's very interesting when you look at it because, you know, again, we had some footage that came out, you know, of Colby oh, and yeah. Masvidal training together. Absolutely means absolutely nothing. Zero. I'm sorry. Oh, they're they're doing a grappling. They're you know they're wrestling. They practice. were wrestling with no striking. Exactly. <laughs> it's like what you know. What what is that supposed to prove to me? If if I recall, you think Masvidal just gonna just not throw punches at you, buddy? <laughs> if I recall, it was Masvidal that's been asking for this fight. He's the one that has been the last saying, "Hey, man, sign the contract." And so Colby has signed the contract, and we're going to be able to see it. But don't don't think that this is a wrestling match and that Colby's going to walk through Masvidal. He's not. I'm not saying that Colby can't win this fight. He absolutely can. And if he does, he's going to do it in a fashion that you watched Usman in the first Masvidal fight. That's how he's going to do it. He's going to try to wear him down and stuff. But there's a big difference between wrestling practice in an MMA gym and an actual fight. And when you're getting punched in the face, you're not putting yourself in the same positions that you will in a wrestling practice. And so I think it's a great fight. It's one that I've been calling for for a long time. I said, look, they, they want to, you know, have all this. They, they've cornered each other. They were roommates. They hate each other now. Let's see. This is, this is, there's, there's reasons to fight. Both these guys in this one, they got a reason to fight. Yep. I'm excited for the presser. Oh, it's <laughs> going to be for good. All the press. I can't wait for all the press to catch up to this fight. I just, hope, I just hope that Masvidal you know, pulls out his, his Tony Montana suit, brings it back. <laughs> uh, what else you got for us, Dave? All right, last one. We're going to roll into this video that um, came out. To- <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, and it's... And it's just Dylan Dennis back in training, you know. It's kind of caught some of the, some of the comedy, more meme side of the the news. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a Stone Cold Steve Austin t-shirt. Beautiful footwork as far as jumping Jeez. to southpaw and orthodox. John, you know, right? He's just working with these amateurs. Oh like, yeah. He's just letting them work. He's having fun. He's just, you know, it's day one. He's back. He's just kind of getting loose. You know, not doing anything. He's letting these guys work with him. He's not. He's not worried or concerned. He's he's top level talent right there. It was great striking. <laughs> Lupini and what is it? Lupini Stadium. <laughs> Lupini champion Stadium right champion. Man. Yeah, they just had MMA and uh, yeah. For the first time. The first time ever. In I want to Lu- say last weekend in the infamous Lupini Stadium in Thailand. Yeah, they had MMA. That's awesome. Tell I'm me the world is not changing. That's awesome that's to see a, it growing like that. That's yeah. great. I love it. That's um, fascinating this, when you think about it. If you understand hilarious. the the actual emphasis of that stadium and Muay Thai and the yeah. fact that they ended up having MMA there, that's significant. Yeah. John, let's get back to this knucklehead shit. All right. Um, <laughs> Do I have to? 
I don't even know what the hell. Day one back. I swear I'm taking everyone's head off. Mark my words, even though I've never done it before. If there's no takedowns, <laughs> if there's no takedowns and there's no um and there's no submissions, I would put podcast Dave in there against him. <laughs> and I, you know what? I'm going right to mybookie.ag and I'm using that promo code to get my little extra spending cash to put a little bit more money down. A little bit more on podcast, on podcast Dave, Dave to fucking outkick box Dylan Dennis. Look, you know, the, uh, here here's the part that this is just training. Again, we're watching yeah. a training film. It doesn't mean anything. He's not trying hard. His partner's not trying hard. This is just oh. movement and sparring. But he's the one that put it out. I know. <laughs> and so it's like, whatever. Dylan, if you want to fight, there's a yes. guy to call. His name's Scott Coker. He has the contract on you. You haven't fought uh, in how long? A couple of years? years. Yeah, two years. So let's Maybe see. More. I think it's been more. He fought like a couple months before COVID. Anyways. Yeah. I think it was 2019. 2019, yeah. I think. Somewhere right off into the sunset. Yeah. All right, guys. Hey, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Wayne in. Use that promo code. Oh, shit. Hard. Ooh, our new Beat Mode shirt is up. Look is at that, it? John. Oh, Let's see. There, click baby. on that bad boy. Click on that bad boy. I um, need to get one of these. We need to get a bunch of these, and we got to take them all out. These are bomb. Oh, this is bomb. I do have- Apologies, beat mode. By the way, I just uh, it's supposed to be beast mode. The guy misspelled it when I submitted. Say, what the hell is beat mode? The, 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 the other one says beast mode. If you see the black one, says the black beast one mode, should. I'll, see, that's I'll, why I'll I get wear it. Black. I'll get it. I'll get it fixed. Now. Let me I'll see. Get let fixed. me see the black one. Let me see the black okay. one. All right. Let me see. Let me see that black one. Beast mode. I was like beat mode. I don't know what the hell beat mode is. I didn't but, either. But there you go. All right, we're on, it's on a beat. I figured it was on a beat, like a microphone. We're on the microphone beat. Boom, boom. Anyways, boom, okay. boom, 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 boom. Anyways. Went over to anyway. head and didn't get it. It wasn't that funny. That anyways. looks good. <laughs> oh, isn't that awesome? That looks good. That's pretty awesome, man. That's a dope shirt right there. I like that a lot. The unfortunate um, part is now I have to buy one. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, especially in black, right? Of course. <laughs> um, is there another yeah. color? Yeah. It was the ash gray. No, 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 no. Oh, no, not the you're not, ash gray. You're not, yeah. you're not oh, getting no. it, Dave. Oh, okay. <laughs> For me, there's not another color. <laughs> there's That's no what other makes color. my life, look at this, makes my life simple. It's all black. Okay. Here, what color? Black. It's real simple. Yeah. I don't, why muddy the waters? Why, why when make you things see, difficult? When you see John on TV at Bellator and he's got a gray shoot on, that means because his other one's at the cleaners. <laughs> That's all that it means. <laughs> he didn't get enough time to go into town to pick it up from the cleaners. That's it. Anyways. All right, hey, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Wayne In. Use that promo code and steal. Pick up one of our Beast Mode shirts. They are dope. I cannot wait to get mine. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. boom, boom. I'm excited, John. Okay. I'm excited because I've been waiting a long time to get this damn shirt together. Oh, you know what? I'm going to make this thing into an NFT also. Oh, <laughs> That's what we're going to do. Here we go. Let's uh, go. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited for this. Um, and then we're going to have Dave work on a couple other designs, too. we got to get some new designs up here, Dave. Let's go, buddy. Um, what else do we got to do? Oh, hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel, on our Wayne and Extra channel as well. There's a link down below on our main channel. It'll take you to our Wayne and Extra channel. Hope you guys enjoyed this show. Hit all the audio platforms. Want to thank you. Spotify, iTunes are the two main ones. Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, all those are available as well. And uh, hey, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. John, take us away. Everybody, have a good time watching the fights on Saturday night. I hope you tune in. I hope you 
Yeah, I'm going to say I hope you spend your money so you those guys can can get theirs, but have fun watching it. We will talk about it. We will see you later. Be kind to everybody and have a good one. See ya.